Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited to have today's guest on the show, Kara Polson. She is a book medium, a spiritual entrepreneurship coach. She owns a publishing house for divinely guided books. She's a mother of five. I mean, this woman is truly a badass, and the conversation we have today about building a spiritual business is just perfect, both for where I am in my life and maybe for where you are in your life as well. So I know you're going to get so much out of this. In this conversation, we talk about connecting to the divine, processing the gifts of trauma, spirituality, building a spiritual business, and surrendering into divine trust. Now, I do have to let you know a couple of trigger warnings. We do discuss sexual trauma and abuse and suicidal ideation. So if those are things that you've experienced in your life as well, and that might be triggering for you, just a warning before you listen. Also, before we get started, I wanted to make sure I shared with you guys, reminding you that my three-month coaching journey, my group coaching journey, Wild Feminine Rising, is open right now. I am only taking... 10 people for this next group. Signups are happening now. Our first live session is September 11th, so you have a little bit longer to sign up if you feel called. This is truly a group journey, a supportive community-based journey into connecting with yourself, connecting with your cycle, connecting with your body, transforming into your most authentic self through cycle collaboration, and really stepping fully into your wild feminine. I would love to talk with you more about this if you're interested. I also have a special code for you for 10% off the full paid and full price. That code is the light within. So if you're interested in learning more, please connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin, and I'll put more details in the show notes as well. All right. Without further ado, please help me welcome Kara to the Light Within Podcast. Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Mm, I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Leslie. What ignites your light within? It's the first question I love to ask all of my guests. (sighs) What ignites my light within? I would say connecting with the divine. If I can spend time with God, with my angels, the divine mother. If I can do anything with my realm in the divine, it just ignites my light immediately. Mm, I love that. And so for those folks who aren't familiar with your work, can you introduce yourself and tell us more about what you do? Yes. So I am a, what do we want to call me today? I've got like 18 different jobs, right? (laughs) What shall we share today? Honestly, I would like to say that I'm actually like a book medium. So I help people receive their books. Their books come to me spiritually. I see them. um, I can hear them. And I can actually see where the books are stuck in people's bodies. So I help people. I'm a healer, so we can clear that stuff out. I help people learn how to channel their books. And then I own this really beautiful publishing house that only publishes sacred books, which are, I believe, divinely guided books that are here to transform humanity. So I have masterminds. I 
have programs, I have VIP days, anything I can do to help people learn how to receive these really powerful books. And then we bring them through and publish them. So it's really fun. Oh, I love that. So I'm sure that didn't just like automatically get born, right? There has to be a story behind it. So like, how did you decide that you wanted to have this super spiritual based business? Yeah. So honestly, I've always been really spiritual. Now, growing up, that was religion. That was how spirituality was introduced into my life. It was always really just so drawn to spiritual work. And then, um, you know, I have five kids. So I like did this whole, you know, was pregnant for 10 years and had all these babies. And it was just so delicious. Like birthing and babies is like my favorite thing. And, um, and then I had five, which was my dream come true. And I hit this really, really deep depression. And it was like, wait, this is all I ever wanted in life. Why am I not happy? Like I have all these beautiful babies and I have this beautiful life. Like how could I be unhappy? And my husband was away at birthday and he was like, wait, like, what are your dreams for this year? And I just broke down sobbing in the restaurant. Like I have no dreams. I have nothing left. I don't like, I, I always dreamt of being a mom and now I'm here and I'm 33 and like, what do I do? And, um, he really like gave me this tight, like you have three days to come up with a dream, you know? And so I began to pray and I prayed for five months. I prayed day in, day out. God, show me my purpose. Like, show me what I'm here. Show me how to dream again. And it's really interesting because my idea was that like God would just like wake up my dreams and I'd be like, oh yeah, it's so fun to dream again. But like, that's not how it went for me. Instead, all my shit came up and I had all these memories of being sexually abused as a child. And the pain was so intense that I was like, I can't live in this world. And I was very like on the edge of, of taking my life when I felt Mm. God say, you work here, you have work to do. And in that space, I decided that I would live a life that was guided by God, that was guided by the divine and, and my whole life changed. And, you know, that was like 2017. So it wasn't that long ago. And everything that has happened has been divinely guided, which is why my business is really spiritual based. Mm. And so originally when uh, we got in contact, your like your moniker, you're calling yourself, and I'm sure you still do, is like a spiritual entrepreneurship coach, now book medium. And I know you have all these different other things you do as well. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear kind of more about now that you have had these messages from God and, and you've, he's brought you back from such a low, low spot. What were some of the first steps you took to have an aligned business that also aligned with this life of yours that you're now dreaming about? Yeah. So I am a spiritual entrepreneur because every way I run business is spiritual. And that's actually how I coach all the women who are in my mastermind is everything's very spiritual based. Now it started strangely with a book. So that's actually, it's really interesting. Like in hindsight, now I can see how God like was like, you are going to be doing this, but I had no idea. Right. So I remember I, I received this email and it was like, just like a mass email that like bloggers send out. Right. It wasn't like anything personalized, but this guy was like, Kira, you are here to write a book or something like that. That was like the tagline, right? Like you need to write a book. And when I read the sentence, it was like a sword hit me and I was like, Oh, I have a book to write. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be an author. That was never a dream. That was never something, you know? And so I started to ask God, like, what book do you want me to write? 
And I was just the prayer every day. What book, what book, what book? And one day I'm just driving down the road and out of nowhere, because I receive visually, that's just like how my gifts work. I see a vision of a book and I see it from the top down. I'm watching this book be unveiled. And I see the title, the hidden gifts within this trauma of sexual abuse. And I was like, oh, hell no. I am not writing that book. <laughs> that is not the book I'm here to write. I will write something else. Um but obviously I did. And when I began to learn how to write a book with God, everything shifted. So the book led me into this magical, beautiful world that I live in, which is really why I'm so passionate about helping people receive their books is because you don't even know. You can't even, it's like what you don't know, you don't know is on the other side of that book. And just so exciting. So you mentioned that when you were, growing up, it was very religious, religious based when it comes to your spirituality. And now I'd love to know, like, is that still, are you still very religious? Has it shifted? Like, what do those two things mean for you? Are they the same? Are they different? Super different. I, um, I actually went through a really intense faith crisis, like grew up just so devout to my religion. And then when everything started to shift inside of me, it's like everything had to break. Everything that I once knew was true had to break. And that's when I began to find God. And what's interesting is that God has like invited me now to participate in religion for community, but really only for community. Like my religion is God and me. Like my religion is my divine connection to my angels and to Christ and the divine mother and all the ascended masters. Like this is my religion is here inside of me. But I'm invited to like get out into community religion mm -hmm. to participate, to share. And so it's really crazy because I left and now it's like I'm I'm me, the super weird Kira in a really intense religion, like participating. And it's it's like, can there be more of a paradox? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and it's really beautiful, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is super, that's very interesting. I was raised, my dad was a preacher, so um, I'm very much spiritual now, not religious. So it's very interesting to me that that's like the call that you felt to be able to go back because yeah. I feel like I have a lot of religious trauma. I'm sure a lot of folks out there may have the same thing just because of um, the church itself. Yeah. So that is very interesting that you're feeling that for the community. <clears throat> when God asked me to go back, I like lots of swear words. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And then I like, you know, because I am really committed. I'm super committed that like what God invites me to do. I'm just a yes, because I watch miracles. And so it's like, I may have resistance and anger, but it's like, help me do so much healing around my religious trauma mm -hmm. and so much healing within the community, because I am like so different than anyone else. And I get to bring in perspectives that are so outside the culture that I watch it shift people in their cells and I see purpose. I see purpose in bringing out, um, coming back in, but not changing who I am. Mm. It's really powerful for me. So I'd love to know what types of things do you do to connect with the divine? Like, how do you do that on a daily basis? Do you have some kind of a practice or, mm. you know, morning practice rituals? What's that like for you? Yes, I do. I do. So I have five kids and we, we have pretty, I mean, we're pretty tight in this house, right? We moved to this house so we could have a lot of land. 
So we kind of like said, small house, lots of land. So yeah. when we moved here, it was really hard because I used to have this, I had a much bigger house, I had this beautiful closet that I dedicated to my sacred space. And when we moved here, there was like no sacred space. I kept trying to like find pockets in my house and it was really hard because the person that I am, I'm pretty introverted and I really like to be in smaller spaces when I connect with God, right? Like it's like, I want this tight little womb. And so I'm really happy to say that I found the solution and I bought a tent and I put it on my land and it faces the sun and the mountains. And oh my gosh, I could cry the joy that this tent brings me. Like, it's so great. I love that. Yes. So this tent is the, it's the womb. It really is. It's like the womb of where I connect and I have so many practices, but I would say the ones that are very consistent every day is every morning I wake up and I work with my angels. So I have like a team and I like to say that I cannot see them. So um, when people say that, when, when they hear that, they're like, oh, I don't see my angels. I can't work with them. No, I don't see my angels, but I see the results when I ask for their help. And that mm. creates the truth for me. So every morning I ask them and I send them out to go find people who need my work. I send them out to, to bless this episode, right? Like bless this time that we can have this powerful episode. I have them watch over my five kids. I have them bless my husband's business. And then after I work there, I'd usually chant. And um, I have like different versions. Like one's the Disneyland version. You know, okay. we're like, I get an hour yeah. and a half and it's Disneyland and that's like chanting and healing work and journal work and prayer work and prayer bowl and like all these things. But like that only happens like once or twice a week. The other days are mm-hmm. just like work with my angels, do some chanting, do a little bit of EFT. What are the fastest ways for my body to get into vibration and connect with the divine? And so that's kind of, you know, I have a morning practice and then I do if I can sneak out to my tent at night, I love to just drop into a meditation at night, just kind of like bringing myself back into one and center and everyone should have a tent. It's just really my belief. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any children, so we have a, a three bedroom house and one room is my, like, I call it the womb room. Oh, I love funny. that you called that, that. I know. Oh I gosh. know. Um, so that's, I can like literally, like, I have no idea what your tent looks like, but I can feel the vibe. Like I, yeah. I'm like, yes, for sure. The womb. So I would love for you to chat about the angel situation. Mm. Like how did you connect with them? I think angels and angel work is something that's kind of, um, it's not anything I've ever talked about on this podcast whatsoever, Yeah. but I've been to like metaphysical fairs where people will do like the readings for me and they'll say, okay, this is your angel. I don't really know if that's true or not. So how did you find who yours are? Do I you don't, know their names? No, I don't. Okay. I'm like very vague. Like I'm sure if I took the time and like really like tuned in and asked like, what is your name? What is your name? That would be a really beautiful practice, but I'm kind of busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so- they know. They're like pretty clear, like, it's fine. She doesn't need to know her name right now. They know I love them. I I mean, I I really am so grateful for them. Um, Gosh, I'm so grateful because I couldn't do what I do. Like raise five kids, ages seven to 17, run a publishing house, run a mastermind, run massive. Like I have these, like this whole new leg where I do collaboration books for people, which is like, 
people come together and we do these really powerful collaboration books, which I would love to talk about um, because they're so fire. So I just do so many things and I couldn't do any of them without my angels. So I don't remember how I came up with this. Maybe I read a book, like something, Mm -hmm. right? Something spurred something inside of me, but there was always this awareness of agency that we have this law of agency, like the law of gravity, the law of attraction. And if we don't ask, they can't come in. Now, I think that there is like a, I feel like there's a disclaimer that like they have like, if it's to save your life and like you need to live, like they will show up. But on everyday occurrences, they have to abide by a law of agency, which means if we don't ask, they don't participate. But if we ask, they come in at like a thousand percent more. So like literally right before this call, I had five minutes between my last client and um, I had to get a bunch of stuff figured out. And I was just like, angels, I need you to actually like extend time and you just hold it for 10 because I know I can get this all done in 10 so can you mm-hmm. extend time and I popped in right on time and everything got done and like that's just yeah. the miracle right the miracle is like I just went I held a retreat this weekend in Missouri 11 women were there they've all joined my really high-priced mastermind they're at this retreat and I looked at everyone and I said I want you all to know that no one came here because of a funnel No one's in my mastermind because of a funnel. No one's in my Mm -hmm. mastermind because of Facebook ads. Like everyone joined a $15,000 mastermind because they asked my angels to bring me the right women. And what Uh, happens is that those women are so powerful. And the, the magic in that group is something you could never, ever even dream of. And that's because my angels found them. Writing down now learn to work with angels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. So you also mentioned EFT tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, I love tapping and I feel like that is also such an interesting, it's a thing I always forget to do. I know. Like when I'm thinking it's like, Oh, it, I feel like there's so many modalities to connect with spirituality and connect with the divine. And for me, I wouldn't have actually said that that would have been one of them, but I can see now how I bet it works really well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just people who don't know what tapping is. Do you want to explain what EFT is? Yeah. EFT. What did they call it? Emotional release technique, possibly. I think that's the name of it. It's where freedom technique or freedom technique. Yeah. Yeah. So you just take, you know, you can take two fingers and you just tap on the meridians of your body while you speak words. And what you're doing is you're rewiring your brain and your nervous system. So I'm always like, how do I heal my nervous system? That's my number one conversation because I have a lot of trauma in my background, even though I've done decades of healing work, my nervous system is always wired for fight and flight. And Mm -hmm. so for me, when I work with the divine, it actually wakes up my nervous system and it gets it worrying. And so I have to always be in deep nourishment with my nervous system. And EFT is the fastest. So EFT and sound. So if I do a five minute EFT session or drumming or sound bowls, it's the fastest way to nourish my nervous system when my nervous system is quiet, I can hear God more. Mm. Mm. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about um, your trauma, if you're okay with that. I yeah. mean, I feel like your your book that you saw when you were driving and, and the, the hidden gifts of mm-hmm, trauma, mm-hmm. Um, I think when people experience trauma, especially in the midst of it, there's no way they would think that this would ever result in a gift. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about, about why you feel like there are gifts in those things? Mm-hmm. So I, here's a belief I really have is that everything is always working out for us. It just really is. Everything is always working out for us. Like 
Um, I'll give just like this simple example. Yesterday, I went to the grocery store. I had 30 minutes between all my clients. I grabbed some groceries and I bought this frozen bread that was going to make pizza pockets this week, right? And I put it all in the back of my car. And mind you, I have a 12-seater. So that back of the van, it's not really close, right? It's like a bus away. And so I hurry and get out of the car. I forgot about the groceries. Got this frozen bread in there. I get back in the car two hours later to take my little one to football. And I'm feeling this rustling. I'm like, ah, I forgot the groceries. I'm so mad. That was like 100 bucks. Like run home pull out the frozen bread. It's already defrosting. I'm like, I did not plan to make this tonight, but now we got to do it. So I throw the Mm -hmm. pizza bread into the pans, put the things on them. And I'm like, they have to raise. Well, then they don't finish raising until 1030 at night. And I'm like toast because I just got in from Missouri at 1am that morning. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. But my older teenager, he's 17. And my other one who's 12, they're like, we would love to make pizza pockets with you. And I was like, All right. So here we are. And I might cry, but like I've been gone for five days. I'm sitting here. It's 1030 at night. We've got flour on our faces. We're pounding the dough. We're putting the pepperonis in. And I just get it. Like this is why you forgot the bread Mm -hmm. because this wouldn't have happened. And so I share that story because this is really what I believe everything in our life is. And even though I have lots of trauma. I was abused by multiple people as a child. Just really like like my predator lived in my home, like really intense, intense trauma. But like I wouldn't be who I am because that trauma led me to seek. That trauma led me to heal. That trauma led me to find God because I was in so much pain. And so I am so grateful Because I live a life that is like my deepest soul purpose. And if I hadn't had trauma that cracked me open, I wouldn't be doing what I do. And that is why I truly believe there are gifts in our trauma. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, And so when you work with clients, I'm sure you it's this thing I've learned as a coach myself, like you attract the people who are going through the things that you yourself have gone through. Do you find that yourself? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. And so when you, when you start working with these people, they probably kind of know a little bit of your story, but what do you do to help them move through that type of thing? Do you help them move through it? Is that kind of in your wheelhouse? I mean, we do a lot of healing work. That is a big piece to what I do, but I'm like on the I'm on the their part of the path and they've already done with most of their work, sure. right? Like if they show up and they're new, I'm like, you got to get into EMDR. Like you need to be in like serious mm-hmm. trauma healing before you and I work because I am like, that's not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is like, you've done work, you've done your healing, and now you're here to go change humanity and it's going to rip up old pockets. It's going to rip up old pockets of pain. And now we get to move through those, but it's not fresh pockets. It's not pockets that never were seen. It's like the pieces that got stuck, trapped behind a door. We get to liberate them so that people can actually rise as leaders and change makers and healers and shamans and change humanity. Mm. And you mentioned EMDR. I've been recently looking into this myself, but I haven't started it. And you're one of the first people I've heard mention EMDR as a form of like seems like real, real path to healing. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? I love EMDR. It 
it, I mean, I was extremely suicidal for quite a while after my um, trauma memories came up. And EMDR is powerful because it goes in and it literally does change your brain patterns connected to emotional ways of feeling and being and past trauma memories. So it's just going in and we're, they just reconnect the brain patterns with blinking of your eyes and certain techniques that they use that like cut the pattern right there. Mm. Um, it was, it's like really fast paced healing, which <laughs> I work in a lot of quick energy. So I like anything that's going to get me somewhere faster. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about your publishing company and these collaborative books mm. that you have been putting together. Mm -hmm. So first off, when did you start the publishing company and what was its name again? Yeah. So this is what's super interesting is that in 2000 and was it 18? Yeah. So 2018, I, I was in the middle of publishing my book and I heard God say, start a publishing company. And I was like, what? I mean, I didn't even have a business. I wasn't coaching like nothing. And I, it was like so loud. So I like met with lawyers and I did all this stuff to set up a publishing company. It's called Freedom House Publishing Co. And then I started coaching and then it just like did nothing and just like sat on the sideline for a few years. And I remember my business account, I got an email that said like, there are 10, there's $10 left. Like we're going to close your business account. I was like, yeah, I should just close. I don't know why God asked me to do this. And I just like literally heard a verb, like a verbal, like, no. And I was like, mm -hmm. interesting. So I went, I threw a hundred bucks in it. I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's ridiculous. Six months later, I'm coaching someone and uh, actually, I'm coaching a mastermind of women. I was coaching them on spiritual entrepreneurship. And they all were like, oh my gosh, we have these books to write. How would we publish them? I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a publishing house. Let's figure it out. <laughs> it's like that, right? Like this super like, oh, this is why. And now it's like, it was always there and I couldn't see it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I am here to unlock sacred writing. And I'm here to bring sacred writing back to the earth from anyone and everyone and men and women and moms and grandmas and grandpas, like anyone and everyone can receive from God and they can. And how has God ever spoken to humans is through writing. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, it's like waking up sacred writing again. And, um, yeah, I just love it. Like, it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is what I was here to do. Um, so these collaboration books came through because obviously I've had this past with suicide ideation. I actually dealt with it all through my teenage life. Um, this is just like an effect of sexual abuse. And most people mm -hmm. who deal with sexual abuse also deal with suicide ideation. And so I had this vision that God has been showing me for five years and I'm starting to put it into place are these centers called centers for hope that um, they will help people with suicide ideation. So there's like a middle space um, you know, not be, you know, there's not much out there right now. So last December I was asking God, well, how do I start funding these centers? And I saw a collaboration book because to be in a collaboration book, it's an investment. And so all of a sudden I, I threw it out there and in 10 weeks from the time God showed me the vision, the book had been written and published in 10 weeks, mm. which is insane. So 18 women wrote their stories and the book is called collaboration with the divine a sacred mm -hmm. communion and it's 18 stories of women, how they work with the divine. And it was so powerful. And we hit like bestseller in three days. And it was just like this magic happened. 
And then it like opened up this whole new world. So I had a, a head author reach out to me. We put together a book called The Untold Stories of Motherhood. And we just wrapped that up yesterday. I think she has 20 authors. And we are like, these stories are the stories that no mom tells. These are the stories that every mom needs to hear. And it's so powerful. And I'm watching it heal the authors. Like the women who are writing are being healed. So now it's like this massive passion I have of bringing together these collaboration books. We have a few more in the works now. One is going to be for um, addiction. So like people who have been, who have loved ones who have had addictions. Um, We have a new one coming out that's just going to like maybe blow up in the world because I don't think there's ever been a book written like this. It's um, uh, Wives of Porn Addicts. Mm. There's another book coming out. Um, gosh, just so many. There's so many that are in the works. Like uh, there's one about leaving religion. I mean, it's like all the topics that mm-hmm. really people are struggling in. And if they could have 20 different stories that bring hope, because that's something I'm really, you know, strong on. It's like, tell your story so that someone can be found, but like, let's wrap it in hope. And so mm-hmm. these stories aren't just painful stories. They're like, and I made it through and I made it through. So I am like really, really excited about these collaboration books, what they're doing for the authors, but what they're doing for the readers. And we're just taking some really hard topics and um, bringing them up to the light. And I love the fact that it it gives people the opportunity to share their story who might not have the time or the energy to do a full book on their own. Yes. And it's like little, that to me makes so much sense. And Mm -hmm. it feels like, yeah, seeing 20 people in one book tell this hopeful story to someone who needs to hear that message. Yeah. I feel like that'd be way more powerful than hearing one person's story. I mean, maybe not. I mean, I'm sure all stories are powerful. Everyone has something to share, but all of them together, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you, that you got that, that message. So let's talk a little bit about like building a spiritual business. Mm -hmm. First of all, Mm -hmm. I have, I, maybe it's because of my own spiritual path that I'm now noticing so many more spiritual businesses, but what do you think it takes to build that? And why do we need more? Mm, I love that question. Well, it takes a lot of surrendering your mind. So to me, spiritual business is always dropping in and asking what the next step is. Anytime I get in my mind and I try and figure it out, everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. But if I go up and I'm like, all right, what do you want me to do? Um, and I receive it and I take action, like miracles happen. Like what I've built in only a short amount of time, like like I didn't go to school to be a publisher. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like in no way does any of this make sense, but it's because God just guided every step every step was given to me and it's always given one step at a time. So I don't really see a huge, like, here's the next 10 steps. It's like, here's your next Mm -hmm. two. And then I take action and faith. Here's your next two. I take action and faith. And when we do that, I mean, what we didn't know was possible becomes possible. And we step deeper into our spiritual gifts. And we also start to really collaborate with God, with the divine, with our angels. Like this is where we get to, this is our team. This is our business team. Why not have them be our business team and our, you know, financial advisors and really like creating that magic and why the world needs it is because this is like inspired leadership. 
It's like people, I mean, business owners, they run this world. So if we have inspired leadership creating spiritual businesses, like the people in our businesses will be blessed. People who receive from our businesses will be blessed. Like everything gets to have just so much more um, added miracles and transformation in all areas. Hmm. And when you hear those messages, do they ever sound like, I'm wondering if they ever sound like fear or, or ego. Do you ever work? Like, do you ever, I wouldn't say worry, but do you ever feel conflicted? Okay, wait, is this truly the message? Or I'm guessing I'm, I'm asking this as a coming from a perspective of someone who hasn't really had these mm-hmm. messages yet. Mm-hmm. I can see how I might hear things and be like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like him, him, her, they wanting yeah. you to write that book. Like yeah. I can imagine hearing that and being like, no, are you kidding me? Like that sounds like my, like, absolutely not. Or even saying like, start this, this, um, super successful publishing company. Like if that's the message that you get, how do I know that that's divine messaging versus like my own ego wanting to be seen as the successful person? Yes. I think that's so powerful. I love that. And I would say for me, it starts with just building the muscle of receiving. So up until that point, I had spent quite a few years, like building my, my, my connection with the divine, like talking, receiving, I started to understand when the differences were started to see like, Oh, when an idea comes in that I've never thought of before, when I see a vision of something that I've never been aware of before, this is not coming from me. And when I can feel something show up and I start to get my heart racing and I start to feel my body tense, well, this is all coming from my ego. This is all coming like, oh, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. Oh, you're not good enough. Well, like God doesn't really talk to me like that, you know? So it's like, okay, I get really clear that if it has a seed of fear, this is not from the divine. Mm -hmm. Now, when I received that book, I felt fear but it didn't show up in fear. It showed up like an invitation, like a here's something. And everything is always an invitation, right? When we start to feel like this is a have to, this is a should. Well, like now we're playing an ego because the divine only works in invitation. It's always in an agency-based request. So I don't know if that answers. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It did. That was amazing. Do you think everyone can hear these messages if they put in the work? hundred percent. Anyone and everyone, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're a drug addict. I don't care if you are the preacher. I don't like, it doesn't matter. Like the divine will speak to all beings who are willing to listen and have even a, like literally a seed of belief. I believe like maybe one of my greatest gifts is that I just am a believer Mm -hmm. and I just believe it. So I had someone say, it's really weird to me that you can just receive visions and, and like, you just hear God, like why? And I'm like, cause I just believe, I literally believe I will receive visions. I literally go to bed at night and say, God, give me a vision tonight while I'm sleeping so I can have this answer. Like mm-hmm. I, I almost demand that this is the way life is for me. And that mm-hmm. creates that I get to see visions and I get to hear God just because I believe it's so. <laughs> mm. I love that. So how can people um, work with you, learn from you, connect with you? Yes. So I have, I have a lot of different digital courses and 
things like that. But right now I'm doing these once a month VIP days where it's two and a half hours and we work as a group in person on Zoom. I feel like that's the fastest way because we work on sacred writing. We do some healing work that's in the way of writing coming through. It's just a really powerful like um, energy booster. Like come spend two and a half hours with me and a few other people. Let's get some traction. And if it like is your jam and they're like, whoa, I love this energy, this space. I've got this powerful mastermind that, I mean, it's so magical. I also have like a 90 day accelerator coming out in the next month that people can just jump into. It'll be all digital course based, but it's really going to be 90 days of like, how do you receive your book? How do you move through the obstacles? How do we clear out writer's block? Um, So that's a really powerful way. And if anyone just has their book written and they need help publishing, um, we, we, our only criteria is that it adds light to the world. (laughs) If you're bringing light, then come on in. (laughs) (laughs) And what about socials? Are you on social media Mm -hmm. too? Yeah, just my name, Kira Polson. I have my Freedom House account, which is just Freedom House Publishing Co. And um, I I am pretty active on Kira Polson. Freedom House, I think I need to hire someone to help me. It's just kind of hard to run to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't talked about yet? (laughs) Hmm. Let me see. Let me drop in. I think that if anyone who's listening right now can feel a little bit of excitement or nervousness in their heart, like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, but oh my gosh, this is so scary, that I'm just going to invite you to lean into it. Because to me, that means that there is something inside of you that's asking to be brought out. There's a message there's a, there's a purpose. There are gifts waiting for you to bring them to the surface. And if you just spend some time in meditation, in prayer, connecting in and asking, what's the next step? That's like the magic key. Like just what's the next step? And then receive it and do it. And if you do that, it's like going to the gym and lifting weights every day. You will get stronger. This muscle of receiving will strengthen and strengthen and strengthen. Mm-hmm. And it's just really a magical way to live life and it's how you impact humanity. I love that. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. Yeah, this is so much fun. Thank you, Leslie, for making the time. Mm, I loved that conversation. I hope you loved it as well. I will put links to all of Kira's Instagram, social media, her YouTube page in the show notes below. You can always find her there. And you can also always connect with me on social media at Leslie Draffen or at the Light Within Podcast. Again, remember my group coaching program, Wild Feminine Rising, is open right now. We are getting started in just a few weeks, so there is still time to join us if you feel called. I'd love to chat more about that with you if you're interested. Again, just hit me up on social media. Also, remember that the best way for you to support the show is by downloading it, rating it, reviewing it, and sharing it with someone you love. Have yourself a beautiful week. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.